have fun now down in the halls. Jehovah Perizim this morning, and uh, we're thinking about the God of breakthrough. And uh, we're going to read from 2 Samuel chapter um, 5, uh, verses uh, 17 down to verse 25. Uh, and David has just become the king of Israel uh, here uh, in 2 Samuel 5. Uh, and what we read is the, is the Philistines' response to that. So let's read from God's word together. 2 Samuel chapter 5. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. But David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. And David came to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Therefore, the name of that place is called Baal-perazim. And the Philistines left their idols there, and David and his men carried them away. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, You shall not go up. Go around to their rear and come against them opposite the basim tree. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the bam trees, then rouse yourself, from, uh, for then the Lord has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as the Lord commanded him. And struck down the Philistines from Geba to Gezer. Amen. I want us to remember something that we said uh, at the very beginning when we started our um, series about looking at the names of God. When we looked at Genesis chapter 1, uh, that name Elohim, all those weeks ago. One of the things I said was that unlike the thought of this day that speaks about and believes in some energy out there. A lot of people, especially younger folk, would kind of talk about, you know, positive energy and, uh, you know, good karma and things like that. And, and unlike those things, you know, those concepts and abstract beliefs that people have, that there's no absolute truth anymore, the, the, the Word of God and the God of the Bible stands in complete contrast to those things. He says, I am truth. I am the way. And as we saw from Genesis 1, Elohim is not some sort of mystical, mysterious energy that's out there. He's not some sort of abstract concept that we think about for an hour on a Sunday morning. But actually, the Elohim, the God of the Bible, is a mighty creator who acts and who speaks. He's not an energy. Our God is uh, someone who acts and speaks. Elohim said, let there be light. And what, what I want us to remember this morning is that the God of the Bible, his reality and his existence is seen in his actions. His reality and his existence is seen in actions. God said, let there be light. He didn't think it. He spoke it an action. He humbled himself. An action. He became flesh. 
and action. His reality and his existence is seen in his actions towards us. And in his identity, it isn't seen through just words that we give him. So we don't just call him Jehovah Perizim because it's a nice title to have. He has given that title, he's called that name because of how he's acted towards his people. How he's acted towards, through what he said and what he's done. So we call him Elroy. We call him the God who sees. Why? Because he saw Hagar. It was an action. We call him Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Why? Because he has provided. And we call him Jehovah Perizim. It's exactly what we see again this morning. We call him Jehovah Perizim, not just because these are a nice thing to give him, but actually it's what he's done towards his people. He broke through. It's an action. And chapter 5 begins with David being anointed as the king of Israel. And then we, we read in verse 17 that the, the, the Philistines, they rise against him. They, they, they surround him. They went up to search for David. And their intention was to eliminate him. They looked to bring an end to his reign as king of Israel. And like we said with the boys and girls, David had a wee bit of a, a history with the Philistines. Because Goliath was the Philistine champion. All those years before when David was just a wee shepherd boy bringing his brother's lunch. When King Saul and the people of Israel were battling the Philistines. They were too fearful to go and fight them. Because they couldn't find a champion that would take on Goliath. This nine foot giant. And David rocks up. This wee shepherd boy. He takes five stones. And he puts one on a sling. He slings at Goliath. Hits Goliath in the head. Goliath hits the deck. And then he goes and he chops Goliath's head off. With Goliath's own sword. And all of that was because David trusted God. Because he trusted him. So David had a bit of history with the Philistines. And even between David and Goliath and now. There's been a wee bit of history with David and the Philistines. But here we read that they go in search of him. And what does David do? He heard about it at the end of verse 17. And went down to the stronghold. David retreats to a stronghold, which was probably a fortress in Jerusalem. But here we see a life lesson for those of us who follow Jesus. Here we see a, a principle that we need to uh, apply to our own lives as believers. David retreats to a stronghold. And friends, the Lord is our stronghold as his people, when enemies come at us, when difficult times come, where is it you go to? Where is it that you turn to? Where is it you go to for support? Where is it you go to for help? What we see David do here is he, he retreats to this stronghold. And many of us will, will know the, the, the children's chorus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into him and they are safe. That's who our strong tower is. That's who our stronghold is. It is God himself. Many of us in the world, what we turn to when crises come and difficult times come, 
It could be things that look positive. It could be family members and, and different things like that. But sometimes it can be negative things. It could be, it could be drink. It, it could be drugs. It could be, could be gambling. Women, I, I don't know. But there's, there's many things that we turn to in life. Whether the world looks at them positively or the world looks at them negatively, there's many things we turn to. But friends, this morning we need to be a people who, when hardship comes and difficult times come that that we should always be abiding in jesus we should always be resting in his presence but even more so when difficult times come we should be pressing into him we should be retreating into the stronghold that is god himself our strong tower let the lord be the one we call our stronghold and then in verse 18, we read about this valley again of Rephaim. And I wonder if you recognize, uh, if you were here a few weeks ago when we looked at the um, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord being our banner, where, where Moses um, he, uh, had the battle and he held the, the, the staff of God above his head. It was in this same valley. And God gave his people the victory um, in, in, in that valley then. And, and we see the same here again, that it's God who grants the victory. But as David retreats, into the stronghold he does exactly what we've just been speaking about what is david's first action verse 19 he inquired of the lord he inquires of the lord he turns to god effectively he begins to pray god what should i do here should i go fight them should I go take on the Philistines? Are you going to give me the victory? Are you going to give them into my hand? Will you give them into my hand? So many of us begin our inquiring of the Lord. We begin our time of prayer and seeking God's face when difficulties come. After we've tried a number of different possibilities. We've tried this, we've tried that, and often, sadly, what can be, and I'm guilty of this as well, that actually turning to God in prayer is often the last thing, it's the last resort. We try and do things in our own strength first. Maybe I can handle this, it's not too big, but what we see David do here is he, the first thing he does is he retreats into a stronghold and he inquires of God. He begins to seek after God's face. He doesn't call for a meeting of the tactical geniuses of Israel. He doesn't call for uh, the, the Philistines and try and, you know, calm them down and sort something out. He doesn't look for advice from his closest friends or weigh up the pros and cons. He draws into that quiet place where he can inquire of the Lord. Friends, what that the church in this day would do more inquiring of God after his will. That we would spend more time in prayer than in meetings trying to decide what's best to do. And when we see David inquire, who is it he inquires of? If you've got your Bible, you'll see on the screen, we see it as well. And the Lord, or David in verse 19, inquired of the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And when we see that name, remember, we should remember, that is the name of Yahweh. It's the covenant-making, the covenant-keeping God that David is calling to here. He is calling out to Yahweh. Yahweh, what should I do? Yahweh being the self-existent one, the one that, that revealed himself to Moses, that didn't depend on anyone else. 
Yahweh, what am I to do? I have this problem. But, and what David's saying is, I, I don't want to act until you tell me what I should be doing here. I don't want to go and even begin to try and negotiate a battle with the Philistines until your blessing is on me to do so, until I know where your will is. Should I sit tight here or should I go to battle? Lord, what is your will? Because ultimately David knew, will you give them into my hand? God, it's you who gives me the victory. It's not us that's going to defeat the Philistines. It's you that's going to give me the victory. Friends, isn't it wonderful to know that our God fights for us this morning? That he is fighting for you. And our participation as his people is in the place of prayer and worship. So Sandy Hills, as we are engaged in spiritual warfare as a church, because let let us remember there's an enemy out there who's prowling, that we're constantly in a spiritual battle. We need to get that armor of God on. Let us fall on our knees and inquire of the Lord. God, what is your will for my life? And look at how David forms his prayer. He doesn't, and I'm, I'm, I'm so guilty of this. I, I do this, I think, more than most people do. He doesn't say, God, I'm going to go fight the Philistines. Will you give me the victory, please? Because that would be trying to get God to bless David's ideas. But what David does in his prayer time here is he submits to the will of God. God, what is your plan here? It's very different. It's very different from saying, you know, I have this great idea. We're going to go off and do this. God, will you come and bless it? David doesn't do that. Because that's asking God to come and bless our plans and the things that we think are good ideas. But what David does is, God, reveal your will to me. Is this where you want me to go? Is this where your blessing is? He's submitting himself to God's ways. David would one day say, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. What is your will here, God? Shall I go? Is this what I should be doing? Is this where you're leading me? It's a very different approach. And friends, we need to in our prayers remember and constantly do this. Submit ourselves to God's will. God, you are creator. God, you are sovereign. God, you are in control. God, it's your church. Oh, that the leaders and our kings and those in any sort of authority would would have the humility to inquire of the Lord. This is what it looked like for David to to seek first God's kingdom, even back when he was king of Israel. God, what is your plan here? And Yahweh's response, what is it? Verse 19, the end of it. Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hands. Friends, I love the certainty of our God. There is no ifs, no buts, no maybes. He is the faithful one, so unchanging. And see the certainty that surrounds our God and his response. I will give the Philistines into your hands. God spoke, the great I am, Yahweh himself, responds and says to David, There's no degree of uncertainty here. The victory is going to be yours because I'm going to give it to you. 
I think more now than ever I have been drawing on and just thanking the Lord for his steadfastness. Friends, we are in a world that is just so unpredictable. I was speaking to a parent yesterday uh, at a wee birthday party I was at, and we were remembering about the days when we couldn't go out for more than one walk a day. Can you remember that a couple of years ago when we weren't allowed to leave the house more than once in a day? But again, the world has changed and we've moved on and there's new regulations, there's new this and there's new that. And we're wondering when are the masks coming off? When are they staying on? Till we're just surrounded by so much uncertainty. We look at other parts of the world. We see what's happening with Ukraine and with Russia. Just so much uncertainty. But in our God, we have confidence. Because he doesn't change. He is certain. He is sure. He is steadfast. And friends, I wonder this morning, can you say, as the hymn writer did, my, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Isn't it good to be able to say that this morning? That on Christ the solid rock we stand. Our victory is found in the name of the Lord. Nowhere else. Just in our God. And if you're in Christ this morning, you already have the victory. You are already victorious. You might not feel it. Your body might be tired, might be sore. Your situations might look to the contrary. But the certainty and the hope of the gospel is that you are victorious. Why? Because the one who we trust in is victorious. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So friends, so no matter what you're going through, no matter what is happening in your life, even in this very moment, if you belong to Jesus, your victory is in Christ. And I know life sucks for, for many people right now in many different ways. So many people have so much going on and Oh man, life is just so hard and it's tiring and it's frustrating and there's anxiety and there's all these different emotions that we're feeling. And, and maybe this morning you, you, you just feel surrounded by, by everything that's going on. Maybe it's not Philistines that's surrounding you, but maybe you're just surrounded by anxiety and stress and, and pressure from family and different things. Job, I, I don't know. And maybe this morning you, you feel like you're struggling just to keep your head above the water. Maybe even this morning things are so difficult that you thought, you know what, I'm not going to go to church this morning. I'm not going to log on to YouTube this morning to watch Sandy Hills because, you know what, I'm just not in the right place to do it. And maybe, maybe you're really close to giving up. I want you to know this morning, know that your God is still Elroy and he still sees exactly what's going on in your life. He still sees you. He sees you when you weep. He sees you when you're hurting. He sees you when you're anxious sees you when you cry yourself to sleep at night and you think, no one knows what's going on in my life right now. Your God does. And your hope is built on nothing less than the blood of Jesus and his righteousness. And this morning, he says, come to me, all who are weak and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. 
Come and retreat into me. Come into the stronghold of my name. Let me be your high tower. Let me be your strong tower. Run into me and no safety, no security. Call upon my name, dear child, because ultimately I've won the battle for you. And as I was preparing, the words from Isaiah 60 came to my mind, and they might appear on the screen before you, but let me read them for you anyway. Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of Yahweh rises upon you. Arise and shine. And I pray that that is a word in season for you. That no matter what is going on in your life this morning, that God's word, this this very truth of the, the word of God would penetrate your heart and you would hear him call to you in your distress, in that mighty pit, and he'd say, Arise, O child of God. Arise and shine. Let my glory rise upon you. Sandy Hills, whatever we're going through, whatever is happening, arise and shine. For the victory is yours in Christ Jesus. And you know, as we arise and shine as the, as the children of God, friends, let us lay hold. Let us lay hold of the inheritance that is ours in Christ Jesus. That we have because of his righteousness that's imputed into us. That's given to us. Arise and lay hold of the victory that is yours in Christ Jesus. That, that, that in this season that you would know the green pastures. That you'd know the, the still waters. That you would know the rod and the staff in the, in the valley of the shadow of death this morning. That, that in the presence of your enemies you would know a table being set for you that 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 you would have and you would know your cup just overflowing with joy that you would know the anointing of god the the, the filling and the, the indwelling of his holy spirit in you that you would know the certainty and the hope of your eternal and everlasting dwelling place in his presence but you know what often precedes the victory for God's people in this side of God's um, eternity. It is the inquiring of God by God's people. It's all started with drawing near to the Lord in prayer. And look at how successful the battle is. The, 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 the victory is given to David and it's so successful that in verse 21, read that the Philistines left their idols there and David and his men carried them away. They were so defeated, the Philistines, they didn't even have time to pick up their idols, which would have been precious to them. Off they went, then. Off they, 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 they ran away in fear of their lives. And then we, we see just the success of David's battle here. But David in verse 20 He knows where this success has come from. He knows where this victory has come from. Verse 20, And David came to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Jehovah Perazim. Our God fights on our behalf. He's battling for us. That's what David saw and David knew. From past experiences, 
and even in this moment. And David ascribes to the Lord this name, Jehovah Perizim. The Lord has broken through my enemies. And in this, David is pointing to the power of God. That God's power is like the breaking or, or bursting of a flood. That, that's what we read, like a, like a breaking flood. It's like a, like a dam being broken. And just the, the ultimate power of the water that was being stored behind it being unleashed. When I was preparing, the Lord led me to Revelation chapter 19. This is what it says. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters. And like the crying, the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. And what David is saying here um, when he speaks about God being the, the God of breakthrough, like bursting forth like a, like a rushing flood, like, like a breaking of water coming out. He, he, he's, he's pointing just to this power. And what, what I think of when I see these words about the breaking forth of waters, if you've ever seen the destruction and the devastation that a tsunami can bring, just the, the, the power that nothing can stop it. That when a tsunami breaks through, it just brings such devastation. We just see the power of the water unleashed on wherever it hits. It's, and God's power is even more powerful than the greatest tsunami that this world would ever see. God's power is like the, the bursting forth of, of flooding water. That nothing can stop it. Nothing can withhold it. Nothing can stand against it because it's swept away. Such is the power of our God. And we have seen the power of our God in our lives. But we see the ultimate victory, friends. And with this, we begin to turn our attention to next Sunday morning where we celebrate communion. We see this ultimate power, this resurrection power. The power of Jehovah Perizim at the cross of Calvary. When he broke through the barrier of sin. Couldn't stand against him. Such is his power. The grave couldn't hold him. It couldn't stand against him. Such is his power. The seal of the grave stood no chance against Jehovah Perizim. It couldn't contain him. Such is the power of our God. Such was the tsunami of God's grace and mercy. The power of his transforming and redeeming love unleashed in this broken and sinful world. Friends, our unshakable hope is found in Jehovah Perizim. The grave couldn't hold him. But do you know what I can say? And that what you can say this morning, if you can say my hope is built on nothing left, or nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness, that the grave will have no hold on me. The grave will have no hold on me. I might taste death in this life, but the grave will have no hold on me. I might experience the consequences of sin in this life, but sin has no hold on me. The devil might tempt me and cause me to stumble sometimes, but the devil has no claim on me. Because my God is Jehovah Perizim. He's the God of breakthrough. And he broke through all of that. 
to give us that sure and certain hope. The tsunami of his love, his grace and mercy. And if you're in Christ this morning, you can say the grave will have no hold on me. God gave his people the victory through his breakthrough power. But I want to say on this side of eternity, and it's important we say this. What do we see? In verses 22, although David had the victory in the first battle, he experienced another battle with the Philistines in verse 22 down to verse 25. David experienced the victory, but he also experienced more troubles and more battles. Why? Because he lived in a fallen world and troubles, trials and hardships are part of what we go through as God's people. But do you know what David knew in everything he faced? That his God was Jehovah Perizim. That his God was the God of breakthrough. So no matter what he went through in his life, God had the power to break through anything this life threw at him. And David again, he inquires of the Lord in verse 23. And God reveals to David what to do. But friends, since Jesus has come, there is an ultimate victory. And that is the gravest beaten. Sin has been paid for, for any who have faith in Christ. Friends, just as we close, God is still Jehovah Perizim this morning. He is still the Lord of breakthrough. So I want to ask you a question this morning. What is it in your life that seems impossible in this moment? What is it that's weighing heavy on your heart just now? What is the opposition you're facing That you just don't know how to deal with. What is it that's causing you to nearly give up? Maybe it's a spouse who hasn't yet asked Jesus into their life. Maybe it's a child or a loved one who doesn't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior yet. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a family situation or a situation at work or, or illness. But friends, let us pray like David did and submit ourselves to the will of God as we come and align ourselves with his kingdom's purposes. And walk in the steps where he leads us. I invite you to ask God. God would you be Jehovah Perizim in my situation. Even in this very moment. Break through whatever situation I have going on. Bring your breakthrough power. So God we call on you. You who are Jehovah Perizim. You God, who is the God of breakthrough power. Lord, no weapon formed against us shall prosper or prevail. Lord, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And Father, thank you that even though we go through hardships and difficult times in this life, that the ultimate victory we have is found because of the cross of Calvary and the empty tomb. Father, help us this morning to be able to say, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. So Jehovah Perizim, we ask for your breakthrough power to come and be unleashed in our church, in our community, and in our lives. For yours is the kingdom, 
the power and the glory. And in you we have the victory. Because our Savior is victorious. Amen.